Welcome to Yarn Ball, a weekly podcast recorded here in Columbus, Ohio. A podcast where we bat around topics and ideas. Today's topic, sports. I'm here, Rin Talbert. I'm joined by... Julian Colvert. Alright, Julian, welcome to Yarn Ball. Mm. (laughs) Like I said, today we're talking about sports. So, just to throw off the thing, you know, what kind of sports are you into? Um, I particularly enjoy basketball that's my that's my favorite sport yeah. but uh you know i watch a little bit of football see i i, I think that's it yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay okay um, that's fair so you know did you play anything in high school yeah i played i played football and i wrestled and um i played basketball a year it's really awful yeah and, you enjoyed that you enjoyed playing which one any of them well yeah all of them you mostly them. Yeah. Um, I mean, for me, I mostly watch soccer and hockey, um, but I play soccer or I played soccer in high school, um, and I'm and I'm playing futsal now, and that's a pretty fun time. And I'm trying to get you into futsal. Yeah. I'm trying to get you into hockey too, you know, and trying to share these rules with you. Uh, so what I'm gonna ask, you know, is like, you know, um, just in general, do you have like any favorite players from any sports in general or anything like that? Yeah, uh, LeBron, that's my guy. Like, LeBron. I, I love LeBron. I think he's he's good on and off the court. What can you tell me about LeBron? Um, I mean, like, I, can, I mean, as you know, like I'm not super into basketball. I've never have been. Um, so like, what's like you know into about LeBron that I should know? He's probably he's probably one of the best athletes to really ever hit the court. Really? Why? Yeah. I mean, you can look at the guys. His uh, his his build. It's insane. His build. Yeah. But like, tell me about like you know like. What made like watching his games like so incredible? Well, I grew up watching him. He's the guy like, you know, he he started off in in Cleveland in two thousand three. I was only two years old, and he stayed there and and he just developed as a player and also as a person. Um, and then later, you know, he he switched teams, but I I started to enjoy him so much. I went and uh, you know I watched his little documentary movie, mm-hmm. and I thought it was amazing. And I've just been a fan ever since. My personally, I'm really I like soccer a lot, and uh, my favorite player right now is this player named Eden Hazard. Mm-hmm. Um, Tell me about Eden. So, so I have a kind of a bittersweet love with with this player at the moment. Uh, I'm a in the soccer world. I'm a Chelsea fan, which mm-hmm. is a team that plays in England. Right. And uh, so Eden Hazard, he got there in uh, I believe 2012, at the end of tw- the beginning of the 2012-13 season, and. He is a winger, and he got there. He came over from France. He's Belgian, though. Um, but And he was just this, this little kid, and he played and developed exactly the same you're talking about, right? Um, and that's when I first started watching Chelsea. They had you know, a little bit of a bandwagon when I was 12 years old. They, they won the Champions League that year, and I was like, all right, I'm going to watch this team, you know, the best team in the world, you know? They haven't won it since then, but, you know, it's it's coming for us, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Ian Hazard came over to the you know the best team in the world, and he's came out. He's a little winger, and he has this amazing footwork that he did, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and he became one of the best players to ever play for Chelsea, I think. Um, the only problem is, is that our love with our love of Eden ended this last this last summer when he uh, got bought by Real Madrid and moved to Spain. Mm, I um, see. But he's at the end of his career, and you know he'd always said his whole time like his like dream was to play at Real Madrid because his idol. Um, is this guy named Zinedine Zidane, and he? Yeah, you say that three times fast. 
Yeah, Zinedine Zidane. He's actually the coach at Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. And then he was a player at Real Madrid, too, when he back in his playing days. And he was one of the best players in, in, of a generation. He won the World Cup um, in 1998. And so it's, a, you know, obviously a big deal. And Ian Hazard, this is, was his idol, you know. And then, of course, he wants to go play on the team. His idol's coaching, you know, at the, at the, at the club that he idolized as a child. So I get it. He's, like, 29 now. So this is like the end of his career when he's peaking. So this is the time for him to go make a big money move to Real Madrid. So you know, I'll, I'll forgive him for for giving up on Chelsea. But you know, we're doing well. You know, even without him. But my heart will always have a place for a little Eden. Yeah, you could always you could always become a Real Madrid fan. I, no, I could not. Well, you know, I could not become a Real Madrid fan. Uh, <clears throat> all, the, all the teams in Spain are kind of pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> not not in terms of like performance, but in ter- in terms of like. The fans are just the worst. I see. You know, I think like we've talked about this before. Like when you translate that over to like other sports, it's like being like a a Patriots fan. You know, like you, you Golden State Warriors. Golden State Warriors. Yeah, yeah. I, you I get you. You don't like those guys. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. They're kind of the fans are kind of obnoxious. You're like, stop, shut up. So, mm. uh, I couldn't do it. I really just couldn't bring myself to do it. I do have. I did buy the jersey for when he moved to Real Madrid. I have the Real Madrid jersey that he has, but. It's just for Eden. It's, I don't wear it out because I don't. I don't want to be, don't want to be judged for my my Madridness. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay, so, you know, um, I would want to ask like, have you been to any live sports or any games that you've like really enjoyed going to, or like what has kind of you know in- influenced your love of the games? Um. Well, like if we're like if we're being real serious, I guess like a lot of my friends played football. Um, you know, growing up, I had some really close guys. You know, I would play out on the playground and things like that. But um, for the most part, I was I was a bit of a nerdy, bookish kid, and I wasn't really into it. Um, and I guess I kind of changed when I got to school. I started playing. I, I played football. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know later on, I guess I guess I would I would watch it occasionally. Um, now I find myself as as a someone 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 who admires the the athletes you know as a sport yeah, you know yeah. that's really what makes me a fan um i love watching what these um different people can do i really think it's amazing um you know and and it was, since we were on the topic of soccer you know i've been i've been to one soccer game oh, yeah. Was, yeah yeah you remember the the, the high state soccer game yeah okay um, yeah that's i think it's a bad representation of the sport <laughs> honestly so you um, say i i have no no point of comparison yeah, so we, we got to go we went over to see the uh the high state soccer team play against the michigan team mm-hmm. um which is you know, a steadfast rivalry um, <laughs> where the fans showed out in in swords, you know. Yeah. Uh, they did not. <laughs> but uh, but you know the the game was good in the way that um, it was you know lots of goals, not all of them scored by Ohio State sadly and no nope. um, Ohio State didn't bring the W at the end of the night but you know uh, they're not known for their soccer. Um, it was a good. I still think it was a it was an okay game to go to but. The atmosphere definitely wasn't there what it is if you go to like some of the professional games and and especially like the quality is not the same you know what I mean yep and you know and, and still respect to to those athletes that were out there but you know I th- I think it's a little different from you know kind of what you've shown me on TV yeah you know of course of what's going on in those games and those highlights <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and obviously of course you know not every single game has those those highlights that I'm gonna go oh dude you gotta come check this out. But at the same time, um, there is a difference, obviously, between the American collegiate athletes and the 
professionals in Europe. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, in terms of that, really, like, soccer, is that's true. But in other sports like football, you know, and basketball, sometimes that's that's not as much true, you know? Like, sometimes you have these really incredible talents in college. I, I think I think what you're forgetting to say about the collegiate part yeah. is the American part as well. That's what I'm saying. You know, um, definitely I think if you go overseas and you look yeah. at those semi, semi-pro amateur guys, it's going to be a lot better than even <laughs> those Ohio State guys. Really? Uh, um, you, you mean in, college, in football? In soccer. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. But, like, but in football, when you go to a football game, you know, you're you're expecting to see almost the same quality that you might see like professionally. Um. Well, if if you're asking me, and based off my experience, mm-hmm. it really depends what level of division you're looking at. If you're mm-hmm. looking at like Ohio State football, yeah, like a D one Ohio State, you, that's like really on par with a lot of the professional sports. But then also there's Division two, II, Division three, which yeah. like you know. Me and you could have been playing. You could have been, you know, a kicker for one of oh, these schools. Really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's very different levels to that. Um, you know, so if, if you want to consider that as like, you know, shocking value and that kind of entertainment yeah. value, you know. Yeah. Um. So is it like you know, you say that you like to watch basketball and that kind of thing? Can you tell me about like? You know, um, besides for like, talking about LeBron James, is there any like other like player or any other sports game you've been to basketball game that has really like you know deepened your love for the sport or like any time you've played it that has done that? Hmm, I have to think back. Um, uh, maybe maybe not so much basketball, rather um, um, football. I think that like my own experiences out on the field, um, and even not even just on the field, but like with with the other guys that I trained with and played with definitely made me appreciate what was going on um in in professional sports yeah so and especially like when you take a lot of time out your day to sit there and study film and you know try to analyze what's going on and learn the game of football then when you go and watch it as as a spectator it really becomes it, it gives you a different perspective on things and um it can be quite fun in that way you really start to cher- cherish it a little bit I don't, maybe maybe you had experiences like that as you kind of uh navigated through high school soccer high school yeah i mean of course like you know being on a team is really impactful and um having that kind of brotherhood around is is really important um you know for to to, especially for me like i I switched into schools and it kind of really helped me transition into a new school when i got to be on a team and like some know some guys going into the school year because of preseason and stuff um but so a second ago you were talking about professional football um and i was going to actually bring up a cool fact that i know uh-huh. Um, so I don't actually watch football that much. What I do know is that did you is that the refs in the football games? Did you know that they also get rings for the, at the Super Bowl? Hmm. Are you are you implying anything about these guys? No, I'm not implying anything. I'm just I'm just saying that it's pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah. That the the teams will get you know the the winning team will get a ring. I mean, it clearly win. it clearly has some implications. You know, really thinking about it. Well, why? Well, you know you. you I think, I think it's from the NFL, not from the teams, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess that's my biggest concern, right? Yeah, yeah. if the teams is going, oh, we got these extra rings, uh, the refs want them? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, not, that's pretty interesting. Um, yeah. I don't know if you know this, but the refs in football right now, they're, they're getting a lot of heat about the uh, play calls that they – I'm sorry, rather the calls on the plays. Um that they're really struggling to to officiate the game well right now we're caught in this in this um 
world where people are telling football players that they have to be safe and you know kind of be less aggressive Mm -hmm. and then you also have this other fan base who are saying like you're taking away from what football is and so the refs are caught right in the middle of that yeah Um, um so do you think that this kind of battle is hurting the sport um from you know from who i've talked to i think i think that people are still gonna watch the sport regardless um yeah. but you do think like people are upset about it of course think that, of course do you think that the um i know that the, i don't know much about it at all but the xfl do you know anything about that um a bit i've 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 heard about it it's yeah. a, a separate league being started is it yeah. so i think my understanding is it is a, it's like um the point is is to keep that hard aggressive football um you know it's a as a remaining as the main focus instead of you know kind of wimping out like they like i'm saying that with quotation marks um like the nfl is doing where they're putting more restraints and trying to be safer and i think the S- the xfl is uh, trying to you know do the opposite they're trying to st- remain as that aggressive you know old school football do you think that's going to have any effect on the sport going forward the fact that, that there's a second league being developed or do you think that the xfl is going to kind of die out pretty quick well, um, or vice versa, or the other. As, I suppose you know, and I should start by saying I don't know too much about about it in particular, um, but I will say like you know, this this is quite normal of a thing to happen, and you know if it dies out, or rather if it started, um, I'm sure it will die out um, because you know the NFL is big and they have a lot of money and a lot of viewers already. So um, if anything, it may. So you don't you don't see fans leaving the NFL for the XFL? It may happen, but in that event, you know the NFL will definitely make changes to accommodate for those fans. You um, think so? So what's interesting about this too is um, is the the NHL, the Hockey League, is actually going through a similar kind of thing where so this is the record low um, year for the amount of fights in the Hockey League, um, and you know they've done they try to do this before they try to really fight back on the fights and that's what they've been doing the refs will step in and kind of pull the players apart before they they go at it and sometimes they still do but um the re- they tried to do this before and fans and the players got just so annoyed from it the players were coming on interviews going like you know they don't let us do this this is part of hockey this is like something that should remain the coaches said the same thing and the, and the fans agreed and then the league kind of gave up and let them go off but i think now like you know, every year new studies come out about how, like, dangerous it is to, like, you know, for these athletes to be hitting his heart in general, you know, especially not even talking about the fights, but the fights particularly are kind of dangerous, you know. So, um, you know, as these new studies come out every single year, a lot of people are, you know, in the in the NHL are starting to pull back on this, and the refs are really stepping in more. Do you think that, like, you know, do you think that'll have an effect, in the, in, you know, on all sports in general, too? Because... It's interesting to see that football's being pulled back and hockey's being pulled back, which are known to be two pretty aggressive sports, right? Yeah, and and we kind of seen this already with boxing before yeah. too. Um, you know, I guess you know you might notice patterns in history, and this is definitely one. Yeah. Um, I think I think it's simply a result of of the technology that we got right now. Like we can we can track a lot of things that we couldn't track before, and we've also had very scary cases. Um, I'm sure if you heard of. Uh, uh, the the guy with CTE, uh, he ended up committing suicide um, after murdering people. For in in what in um, boxing? No no no. This is he was a football player. Okay. And I believe his name is Aaron Hernandez. But okay. 
I have to double check that. Um, did he just like in the sport or like? No, no, no. This is this is outside of the sport. Okay. Um, and and you know so, a lot of that was contributed attributed to that CTE that thing we're talking about right mm-hmm. now that 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 word that essentially means brain damage as a result of just playing the sport. Yeah. So you know when you have those kind of things, it's it yeah. Be very I scary. see. I just saw an article about how um, these amateur hockey players, well, a guy accidentally, um, it was an accident. You know, um, hit like kind of elbowed another guy into in the head, and the other guy went down on the ground to hit his head against the ice and got a concussion from it and um, was injured. Obviously, the guy that was hit sued the other guy and won in court, and so the guy that hit him on accident has to give him six hundred thousand mm. dollars, which you know is, is a lot of money. And it's it's a you know the, what the article was talking about is how it's a kind of a wake up. Um, to these amateur players, they're like, you know, obviously they have to be more careful. This is they're going to start hitting each other less, and if the amateurs are doing it, you know, these are the probably the hardcore fans, you know, and the less that they're, you know, the less that they're hitting, the less that the pros are going to be hitting eventually too, you know. So it is it is kind of a slippery slope all the way around, right? Yep, it sounds like it. So what I, I have other basketball things I want to talk to you about. All right. Okay, so I have this cool fact for you. So did you know that there has never ever been a perfect March Madness bracket. No. No. That's insane. Right? So, like, ever, there's so many people make them every year, but not a single one ever has been perfectly correct. Mm-hmm. Right? So, do you know what the chances are? If you had to guess. I'd say, I'd say it's in very high millions, maybe. Very high millions. So, it's actually, it's a 1 in 9.2 quintillion chance. Wow. that's a lot that's a lot of zeros yeah yeah that's that's a lot of zeros um you know so that's you know obviously like a a pretty large amount there was actually once where um a teenager in illinois got the first two rounds perfectly correct which is a one in 13 million chance but then after that um it had some mistakes um but then there's this there's this billionaire uh, Warren Buffett. I don't know if you're familiar. Yeah, I'm familiar with the man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he he came out and said this year, if anybody gets it right, he's gonna give them a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Which I think is is pretty great, eh? Yeah. I mean, you know, it sounds like you'd have to be very lucky to do something like that. But you know, we'll see. We'll see if that'll ever happen yeah. in our lifetime. Um, you know, speaking of like, you know, getting money for for sports and rewards for winning, um, the Olympics originally started that way and whoever won would receive a gold medal and a pretty substantial amount of money which I think um, now it's it's based on the country giving them the money instead of the organization but um, what like do you know like I know do you watch the Olympics um I think I think I <clears throat> I think I will be watching the Olympics um, have you in the past I have um, it was a long time ago though Back when Michael Phelps was still competing really well, I'd make sure to tune in and see if he would uh, snag a gold medal. The swimming race? Yep. You know, he he competed in a lot of things, but I think his, his main thing was the butterfly, right? Uh, I believe so. Did you know that, so this is like a off-the-topic thing, but you know that bats, um, they have the ability to, when they when they swim, because the bats can swim for some okay. reason. Okay, yeah. Th- when they swim, the 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 stroke that they do is the butterfly. Really? Yeah. Huh. So they so like it's you know like with the with their wings mm-hmm. and they make their feet kind of go up and down 
And it, yeah, it looks like the butterfly, just like Michael Phelps. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Have you have you tried to swim like that before? Yeah, I have. It's not that hard, actually. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, it I takes su- a little bit of practice, but yeah. I suppose I need some more practice then. Yeah, it's difficult for you? Yeah, I, I struggled a bit. It's okay. Um, you know, you, you just get the, the legs first and then get the arms rolling. Yeah. It's not too bad. <laughs> it also didn't help that I was doing it in a PT uniform. Oh, yeah, so, that's fair. Yeah. Um, do you like to swim in general? Um, I suppose I do. It's actually quite difficult and something that I realized I'm not as good at as I thought I was. So, mm. um, you know, definitely as someone who enjoys athletics, I want to get better at it. There was, sure. There's this guy a few years ago that was the first one to swim across the Atlantic Ocean. He swam from Maine to Europe. Uh, I think it went to London, or not London, but somewhere in England, obviously. Um, and so he did it, and it took him a long time, right? So what he would do is he would swim eight hours a day and then uh, take a GPS location when he got onto a boat, and then he would return to that location in the morning wherever because the, the boat would float off, basically, mm-hmm. and then he'd have to swim from that spot. And so he did swim the next eight hours. So it took him a long time. But the, you know what the first thing he said when he got out of the water was? What's that? He said, never again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's pretty fair, you know? The the ironic thing here, too, is um, right now he's planning to swim across the Pacific Ocean. So <laughs> he's going to do it uh, probably about um, in 2020. Yeah. So he's going to make his, his Pacific Ocean venture. But I think it's hilarious because as soon as he got done with the other one, he said never again. And yeah, maybe he just meant that ocean. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's good because... Um, Part of it is, like, he raises a ton of money for charity when he does this. Um, people donate a ton because he's obviously, like, this cool guy doing this athletic achievement. But uh, it's pretty interesting to, to see that, you know, he's out here, he's going to do it again, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that's that's a fun little thing. Um, okay, so back to the Olympics. Um, I don't, did, so the last Olympics, you know, there was this huge scandal, obviously, with Russia. Um, yes? So something that's, that's really kind of interesting is that um, in soccer... FIFA, the you know the world organization that monitors you know soccer and stuff, they just came out and announced that they said that um, Russian athletes, Russian soccer players, are going to be banned from international play for five years. Wow! So the Russian national team will not play in the next World Cup, or and 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 they won't be playing any you know, like Euros or anything like that for for a long time. So this is a huge a huge like slap in the face basically to the Russian system. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Sorry, this tea. We had some tea before we started recording, and it's making me feel a little drowsy. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> it's also it's also getting pretty late too. So uh, yeah, there's well, that. There's that's fair. Um, I I have to tell you what though, like, um, the story behind the the whole doping thing in the mm-hmm. in the Olympics, it's it's kind of, it's it's very controversial. I'd say because it's not like Russia's the only people that are doing it. They're they're, yeah. they're just the only ones that they are really caught. open about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, so there's a, there's a documentary on Netflix. Have you seen it? It's called Icarus. No. Uh, I have not either. I've, I've heard that it's really good though. And it's definitely worth watching. So I'm going to probably have to check that out. But, um, apparently the, the guy that was under house arrest, the like organized a lot of the doping scandal. Um, he basically had the reporter come live with him and they made a documentary of like living with him and he's telling all the stories and stuff. So it's, it's actually supposed to be really good and interesting and tells you a lot about like, what actually happened mm-hmm. um it like honestly though like the fact that you know their country was totally banned even though like the athletes did eventually were able to go the ones that were deemed clean you know what i mean but it still seems crazy to me that the that russia just totally got banned you know what i mean like it like 
you know the fact that they're still Russian athletes and they were they were just called the athletes from Russia, mm. but their but their wins didn't actually count for the country, which, so I think that's kind of you know kind of sad for the athletes, but also like, I don't know, you know what I mean? They weren't they were not all of them were participating. The whole country obviously wasn't involved, but yeah, and there and you like you said like there are other countries that do participate and just haven't been caught, so it's kind of interesting about that, yeah. Yeah, it's very interesting topics. Something to definitely look into. Yeah. Um, okay, so, uh, I just have one, one more little thing I want to talk to you about. What's up? Um, so, do you know about any, like, weird sports? No. no. Okay, so I know some weird sports so I'm happy to tell you about, okay? Mm-hmm. So, one, there's the, there's wife carrying. Have you heard of this? No, no. So, there's races actually all over the world yeah. that do this. So, so it's basically, you have to carry your, your wife, it's like a running thing, but you know, there's also obstacles, like, you have to climb stuff and, like jump over stuff and she has to be um like either like piggyback riding you or like on top of your shoulders and that's and that's the requirement and then if she can get down and take a break or you can take a break but you can't run you can't move if if uh she's done on your shoulders and that's that's the whole race that, that actually sounds quite fun and not as you know awful as i may have first imagined <laughs> yeah yeah um i don't know maybe that's something i like to try out in the future you know what? That's funny. Actually, the, these next next uh, couple I'll tell you about. I'm gonna have you just tell me what you think they're about before I ask. Before I tell you what the you know. Okay. So the next one, the cheese race. Can you tell me about what the, what you think the cheese race is? I would. My first my first idea is definitely like an eating contest, but mm. I, I feel like no, that's not I, what it is. I'm way off the mark. Do you have any other guess on it? That's my best guess. Okay. So what it is is this happens, um, but as far as I know, it happens just in England. Um, and so what they do is they all stand on top of a hill and they get a wheel of cheese and they roll it down the hill and everyone tries to run and catch the cheese. <laughs> you then, sure, are you sure they don't do this in Wisconsin? I, as far as I know, that's the only they do it in London. Mm. Uh, not London, but in England. Um, and, you know, I've, you know, it's at this one festival, right? And whoever catches it gets like this, gets, gets the cheese and gets like a, a whole amount of cheese for the year. Um, and then, and, and they're kind of like the king of the festival because they caught the cheese wheel at the end of the hill. Yeah, that sounds fun. I agree, but also, you know, it, it's a really steep hill that they run down. So, like, a lot of people fall and are just, like, rolling down the hill themselves. Yeah. So, it's, it looks like a little bit of a dangerous sport, <laughs> you know? Yep. Um, okay, so, speaking of dangerous sports, um, have you ever heard of the Barkley race? No, um... I'm not even sure what this might be in okay. reference to. So this is this is a, a running race, mm-hmm. but it's through the wilderness of Tennessee. Okay, and so what you have to it's like a 120 miles is a, is a for the lap, or it might be the whole thing is 120 miles. But anyway, it's over three days. There's since it's been established in the early 80s, I believe, only like less than 20 people have finished it, and more than 100 people race it every year. And it's basically a race. You have to be invited to it. And these aren't, like, just uh, super runners. Like, these are all kinds of elites. Like, people that run it are, like, they see, like Apple board members and Google board members, right? So these are just, like, you know, elite people that are also um, athletically and mentally, you know, elite, basically. Mm-hmm. And it has all these weird rules. Like, um, to enter, you have to bring the creator a license plate and, a, and, like, some clothes. Whatever kind of clothes he wants for the year. Like, cause he doesn't like to shop. So he has people bring him like bring him like flannels, which he likes to wear. So, part of the entry fee is you bring him a flannel and a license plate, which is kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And you also have to write like an application that says why you should be allowed to run in the race. Um, there are all these different, all these weird things about it too. Like there's the, the people in the race that the, it's, a, it's their first time, and everyone knows that they're not gonna, they're probably gonna be the first one to drop out. They're called like the chicken or something like that. Like it's like it's like a like they all have like a weird name for them that they're like, oh, you're gonna be the first one out, and the person, you know, it usually is that person because you have you don't have any idea what you're getting into. Because part of it is there's no trails through yeah. the wilderness of this area. You have to run through the wilderness, and you have to pick up. So everyone has a, um, a running number, obviously. Mm. So these books all throughout the all throughout the forest, and you have to run and get the page of your number of that book that's that's sitting in there. So you have to get all the book, the pages from all the books um, that have your running number in them. So it's a it's this horrible race that people do. And then basically they don't sleep um, for three days, and they, well they try to attempt it, and nobody finishes it. Practically, wow. that sounds like almost insane. Really. Yeah, it's it is insane because it also happens in um, in late, like kind of like late winter, early spring. Mm-hmm. So often it's snowing and extremely cold while people are trying to do this. Yeah, nobody's awful. died yet or gotten seriously injured. Yeah, but there is a documentary about that too. It's called "The Race That Eats Its Young" on Netflix, I think. Wow. <laughs> That's a very ominous title. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, it sounds it sounds like awful, but also at the same time, like, I would love to be in a place one day where, like, I would run that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I know I would die, <laughs> you know, trying to do that now, but um, I'd love to be invited. I'd love to, I'd love to try it, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Definitely. All right, well, I think that wraps us up on sports, you know? Yeah. So with that, um, I've been Ren. All right, and this is Julian. All right, thank you, Julian. Have a good one.